The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ah, it feels good to be talking about a playoff team once again. The Chicago Bears are NFC North champs. And they still have an outside shot at the first round bye, but they will need a little bit of help along the way. You know, we also have a handful of pro bowlers to talk about. Plus, I want to hit on a quick review of Bears, Niners. And if I have some time, I'm going to answer a few questions I took from Twitter on Wednesday. But before that, let's take take care of a little bit of business. Bears fans, welcome to my podcast. This is T-Formation Conversation. My name is Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. And we are part of the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. You guys can find that anywhere that you normally get your podcast. So make sure you subscribe and also drop a rating on that channel as well. You can also catch my work at the aforementioned Windy City Gridiron. And I'll also share a bunch of my thoughts on Twitter at WiltfongJR. So, NFC North champions. That sure has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? You know, sometimes I just catch myself smiling at the thought of it. You know, the rebuild was longer than we wanted. Uh, but we are now looking at a team that is built for the future as well as the now. You know, this team may be a year ahead of schedule. I'm cool with that. Are you guys cool with that? You know, I'm fine with that. You know, this is a young team. You know, they're still growing. And this is the first time since 2005 where I've actually had real hope for the future for this franchise. So uh, kudos to, to general manager Ryan Pace. You know, he had a vision. And we are getting to see it transpire right before our eyes, and it is glorious. So, 2018 Chicago Bears, NFC North champs. Feels good to say. Uh, but it was made even more special uh, to see it done against the Green Bay Packers. And the cherry on top of all of it was the Bears closing the coffin on Green Bay's playoff hopes for 2018. Uh, it was good stuff. Uh, so fun, so exciting. It was a good game all the way throughout. Had some highs, some lows, uh, a lot of exciting moments. Um, and, of course, the outcome is, is, is what we, we wanted to see. So here's the thing. I saw some national pundits, you know, still trying to take a shit on the day Mitchell Trubisky had, and I do not get it. I thought he played one of his best games of the season. Um, I think his growth has been tremendous this entire year. Uh, but like we've talked about before, some people would rather be right about their post-draft hot takes than actually watch the games and see how the kid is progressing. Okay, check it out. You know, the Bears gave up 11 unanswered points in the third quarter to the Packers. Uh, then on the second play of the fourth quarter, 
That's the play where Tariq Cohen was lined up kind of in like the wildcat. Trubisky was split out wide, um, and he fumbled working the mesh point on the read option with uh, Jordan Howard. So taking a look at the game, the situation, what was happening right there, um, the momentum was all in the Packers' side. And I know I thought this, but how many of you guys thought this? Oh, no, here we go again. Because we've seen it before. We've seen the Packers come back against the Bears. We saw it on week one. Uh, we saw it, you know, I mean, hell, the, the last eight times that Green Bay has been in Soldier Field, they won. Uh, the playoff game, the, 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 the forgotten to pick up the fumble from Lance Briggs and, and, and those guys back in that day. So we've seen crazy things happen when it comes to the Packers and Bears lately. Um, first was Favre, then it was Rodgers. So, you know, I mean, we're used to it. We're used to the miracle comeback. So part of me was thinking, here we go again. But Chicago's defense toughened up. They forced a three and out. They got the ball right back to Trubisky in the fourth quarter against the division rival with the division title right there for the taking. And what did Trubisky do? He rose to the occasion. Um, played good in, in the fourth quarter. The Bears defense did step up in the fourth. You know, they got some sacks, some interceptions. Obviously, they had the flashy plays. But Trubisky... He went 4-for-4 four four in the quarter, 31 yards, and he had that laser touchdown pass to Trey Burton in the corner of the end zone uh, that gave him the lead. You know, the rest is history. He also got him, in, and uh, he had him down there towards the goal line also on the big tree cone punt return. I played smart football back then. Uh, they got a field goal there. But, you know, Trubisky in the, in the second half in the fourth quarter, you know, he rose to the occasion. So, please, understand what's going on here. You know, in the biggest moment, of his young career, he stayed poised. He made plays when he had to. Anyone did not see that from that game. Anyone that took out from that game that he's just you know he 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 did it again. He's he's not impressive. He, you know he's he he can't win games for you. I, I don't know what you're watching. You know he looked good in the pocket. Uh, he moved around a lot. I think he only had 15, 16 yards rushing, but you know his 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 mobility was was making a difference. He made plays when he had to. He kept plays live when he had to. He was pushing the ball downfield. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of deep throws. It just wasn't there for him. You know, he, he, he had stuff underneath. He was making the right reads. He was one of the reasons why they won that game. So while some media dopes are still very anti-Trubisky, his fellow NFL players and the coaches, they think enough of his play this year to name him as a Pro Bowl alternate Think about that for a second. You know, that shows that he has reached a level of respect among the opposition in the NFL. While some fans and, and, and some stubborn media members are still wary of his play, he's out there opening eyes around the league. People take notice. The NFL is taking notice of the 10-4 and 4 NFC North champion Chicago Bears. There it is again. NFC North champs. Nice to say. You know, they got five Bears. Uh, that made the Pro Bowl, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Keem Hicks, Tariq Cohen. And they got seven more Bears named as alternates. This is the most that I can remember in maybe since the uh, since the, 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 the Super Bowl team, um, maybe, even be, maybe even before that through the 80s. But, you know, five in the game, seven alternates, big time. So besides Trubisky, uh, linebackers Rokon Smith, Danny Trevathan, Leonard Floyd, Yes, the entire linebacking core is attached to this Pro Bowl, whether in or an alternate. Uh, but they also had tight end Trey Burton, offensive lineman Cody White here, and Charles Leno Jr. So, big time. 
people are noticing the Bears. But but what I want to talk about real quick is I want to talk about Leonard Floyd because Floyd is a guy. He was ripped a lot uh, by the media, by some fans uh, through social media earlier this season because you know he's a three four outside linebacker. He should be getting some sacks, and he wasn't. He was sackless, I think, through his first uh, seven games of the year. Okay, uh, he was playing with a broken hand early on. He had a club. Uh, he may have had some lingering effects from his seasoning-ending knee injury from a year ago. Plus, he was getting used to having Khalil Mack opposite him. I, I know some people may not think that's an adjustment, but but go back and watch some of Floyd's pass rushes in the early weeks. He was keeping an outside track on his attack because he had to play contain while Mack had free reign to get after the quarterback by any means necessary because Khalil Mack is a monster. That's what he does. So it just made sense that he can get there. He he knows how to get there. He's better at getting there. So they had Floyd kind of taking an outside rush on some of those uh, pass rushes. Uh, if an entire defense, they all attack a uh, the, the quarterback willy-nilly, uh, you know, a good a good mobile quarterback will escape that. You know, they'll break container, get outside, they'll make plays with his feet. You know, so Floyd's ability in coverage and his improvement versus the run this season has the league noticing his play. Hence, he is a Pro Bowl alternate. Good job, Leonard Floyd. Kudos to him. So so hopefully the Bears, though, are too busy on Pro Bowl weekend, and all their players are forced to sit out. I know that's what we all hope to see, and they make it to the big game, the Super Bowl. But it sure would help if they can get up from that third seed. As it stands right now, they're three, um, but there's a chance to move up. Uh, they need one win and a Cowboy loss to ensure they do no worse than three, but... Like I said, they're a mathematical alive for the one or two. Uh, to get the one, they need a lot of help. They need to, they need to win out, obviously. Uh, but they also need the Saints to lose the remaining two games and the Rams to lose at least one uh, because basically the Bears hold all the tiebreakers over the Saints and the Rams uh, due to conference record. Um, basically, Bears fans just root for the Rams and Saints to lose, and uh, hopefully the Bears win and we'll just have everything shake out there. Of course, though, if the Bears can't take care of business on uh, on Sunday in San Fran, uh, the top seed is a moot point. Uh, so, so how can they make sure another Giants debacle doesn't happen? That game looked like a gimme. Uh, they played in New York, and they didn't get it done. They lost in overtime. So, so first off, having Mitchell Trubisky in the lineup, which he wasn't in New York, that makes a huge difference. I talked about it earlier. He is becoming a playmaker. Um, there are just simply plays that he can make where Chase Daniel can't. Chase is a hell of a number two quarterback, but Trubisky is better. If anyone is still holding on to the narrative that Daniel gives the Bears a better chance to win, uh, then you have my permission to smack them in the mouth because that's simply not true. Again, he's a hell of a number two, but Trubisky's the guy. Okay, the Niners. They are allowing uh, opposing quarterbacks to post 103 passer rating against them. And they only have two interceptions as a team. Yeah, I'm going to say it again in case I stuttered. Uh, they only have two interceptions as a team. That's worse than what the Bears have done the last uh, few years in the uh, in the John Fox era. Uh, the, the, the turnover problems they had. So the Niners' overall numbers on defense isn't that bad, though. Uh, but simply, they do not just take the ball away. It's just a problem for them. The Bears should be able to have some success moving the ball. Uh, I expect a, a lot of shotgun. 
I expect the ball in Trubisky's hands for a lot of check with me's at the line, a lot of RPOs, uh, some read options. If you remember that first game against Detroit earlier this season uh, where Trubisky was doing a lot from the line, that's kind of the game plan I expect to see on Sunday. Uh, they're going to put the game in Trubisky's hands. They want to they get him built up again, moving on, You know, get the progression going. And, and this is the next step. I mean, he, he did a little bit this year. Let's see it more against San Fran. It's a game the Bears need to win to keep their, their, their playoff seeding hopes you know, alive. So no one's getting rested. You know, they're going to go all out. They're going to play. And I think the best way to do that in San Fran is there going to be more of an air attack. So defensively, the Bears should be fired up to get after a quarterback that has been sacked 13 times in his last four games. Uh, uh, San Francisco Niner quarterback Nick Mullins, he has played good since being forced into action. But you know what? This is the monsters of the midway, midway we're talking about here. Uh, he has not faced a defense like this. Even with Eddie Jackson, who's likely out, um, the Bears should have enough on defense to suffocate the Niners' running game and force Mullins to beat them. And uh, I don't think he can beat them. So let's get to a couple questions from Twitter. That I took on Wednesday. Make sure you follow me at WilfongJR. Uh, I only got time for a couple here. So Chris Armstrong asks, if Kyle Long is available, do you start him or stick with Witzman? Uh, she had a good point here. The O-line appears to be building some consistency over the last few weeks. And that's that's true. You know, um, This is a good question because the, the, the continuity of an offensive line is very important. These five guys have to work together. And, and with Witzman... He has played pretty well of late. Uh, he didn't look good in the Giants game. In the last two games, he looked decent. I guess, honestly, it depends on how healthy Kyle Long is. Because if he's healthy, he's clearly the better player. Okay, um, And he also has logged more time between uh, Bobby Massey and, and, and Cody White here than Witzman has. So him stepping back into the lineup would be like stepping into a favorite pair of sweats. It just feels right. You know, he belongs there. That's his job. You know, he hasn't, it's not like he's been out, you know, all year. He's, he's only missed, I think, seven weeks. So if they get him back, get him going, he should be okay. But here's the thing with Long. He was reported to be in a walking boot from the uh, October 28th injury up to December 13th with his tendon injury to his foot. So how much rehab was he able to do? Uh, how much strength did he lose in his leg? How's his cardio? I'm assuming, you know, the Bears have a top-of-the-line rehab f- facility. Uh, the, the coaching staff, the, the strength conditioning coaches are, have been outstanding this year. So, if the coaches feel he's ready, then I think we may see him, at the very least, splitting some reps in Week 17 against Minnesota, in Minnesota there. Um, and honestly, I'm not a fan of offensive linemen splitting reps. I, I just don't like it. I didn't like when they did it earlier with with uh, Kutz, with with Cush and with uh, with Daniels. Um, but in this instance, to get Kyle Long back acclimated, this may be the best course of action. Maybe not, not so much splitting, maybe a half here and a half there, uh, maybe uh, at least a quarter for Long, but I think if he's ready to go, you got to get him in there a little bit, uh, see how he moves, see how he holds up to the pounding, uh, see where he's at from a physical standpoint, because mentally I'm sure he knows what he's doing, but we got to make sure he's okay from a, from, from a physical standpoint that he's good to go. If he's good to go, let's go. Let's get him in there. Zach Rooting asks, what's behind the Jordan Howard resurgence of late? So did you realize the last three games he's averaging nearly 20 touches a game? And honestly, I think it's just more of how the flow of the game has gone instead of head coach Matt Nagy trying to make an, uh, an effort to get him the ball. 
I think it's just coincidence. The last two weeks, the Bears were leading, though, in the fourth quarter. So that gave him uh, six carries against the Rams uh, and eight against the Packers in the final quarter. Because, uh, I mean, Howard is what he is. I mean, he is the hammer to lean on in those situations where they have to ice away the game. And that's what they did. Um, the Bears are still going to spread the ball around. That's just the nature of the scheme. It's what, what Nagy wants to do. It's the nature of the offense. But when it's time to milk some clock, we're going to get some more Jordan Howard. And, and here's another thing. I, I looked up the, the numbers today. I know a lot of times as fans we've asked, you know, we want a more of a commitment to the running game. We're seeing uh, the Bears get too pass happy. But I compared the numbers to last year, and the Bears are actually running the ball slightly more on a percentage basis this season. And I did not expect to see that when I looked it up today. So um, between more Tariq Cohen, uh, he's, he is now at 88 carries. He had only 87 last year, so he's up a little bit. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has more carries this year. So be- between Cohen and, and more designed quarterback runs, uh, the Bears have actually made up for Howard being down about two carries per game. But it is what it is. You know, I think Jordan Howard is a good football player. Um, I think he still may have a couple big games in him. Um, I think in the playoffs time, you, you never know. It's just all about the game flow, how things are going to go. And again, if you need him, he's the hammer. He's 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 uh, uh, a big back. You know, he can pound in a defense, and he gives you that element you need. So, I think we'll see a little more Howard if the Bears are in position to ice away a game. But other than that, I think the offense will be what the offense is. Uh, it's Mr. Risky's show. That's what it is. Enjoy it. But that's my time, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to my show at the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. Like I said, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, and then actually on Art19, uh, the platform itself, you know, and then leave us a rating on there as well. Follow the entire Windy City Gridiron crew on Twitter. You can find all of us at WC Gridiron and give me a follow as well. Like I said, I am at WiltfongJR. So until next time. Bear down, my friends. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.